Hello, welcome to the Girl and Duck podcast. I'm Jen Storer, acclaimed children's book author and chief inspirationalist, that's not a term I made up, at girlandduck.com, creative writing, creative life. At Girl and Duck, I take you on a journey from exploring the art of kidlit creation right through to mastering the art of kidlit creation. To find out more about the courses and products that I offer, pop over to the website. You're bound to find inspiration and support and something to absolutely love over there. That's www.girlandduck.com. But in the meantime, stick around because we've got lots to talk about. Honestly, I'll do anything to get out of work. (laughs) I'm supposed to be writing a... um, a newsletter thingy about the latest course that's coming out that um, I'm running the rewriting course again before the year ends and so I'm supposed to be writing an email to let everybody on the list know that that's happening including you (laughs) if you're on my mailing list Um, but I'm feeling very lazy about it which is I don't know why it's such a lovely sunny day and I've just been out for coffee with my friend and um I don't know, I'm just finding it. And there's a guy next door on the roof next door playing country and western music really, really ha- uh, loud and squirting the roof with high-powered hose. <laughs> and the cats are all discombobulated. So, you know, it's just a weird day and I'm finding it hard to focus. So instead of writing my my sales email, I am, with all the course details, I'm sitting here talking to you because... Someone in the duck pond said this morning, hey, this would be a good podcast to talk about, Jen, Uh, something that we've been discussing in the pond. So I thought, yeah, I'll I'll post about this. So here we go. I don't have anything really um, hard and fast to offer about this thing that's uh, the query, but I thought you might still take encouragement from what I have to say about it. So this morning somebody posted in the pond about tents. All right, and she said that she has discovered that in her creative writing, she has a tendency to alternate between tenses and lose the thread of the tense so that the text will start, it will kind of move from past to present and flow around a little bit and wobble around a little bit. And she was concerned about it and she was looking for anybody who had tips. Uh, about this so lots of people came on and um, said various things that they they had come across this as well and and people asked you know if I had any tips about correcting this and I don't really Um, there might be some help in some textbooks somewhere but I would hesitate to send anyone in that direction because I think creative writing is way more experiential and way more intuitive and I think the best way of developing a skill in that area is to actually practice rather than read too much much instructional stuff around it because that can bring the left brain in too much and get you all in a tangle and so that you're focusing more on that rather than the creative uh, the creation of a story right so I'm always hesitant to you know there's they're two different beasts editing and grammar and those sorts of things are, are different to 
storytelling. And my, uh, my eye is always on the storytelling with the assumption that we can fix these other things as we go along. And you can. And that's really what I wanted to say today is that these problems with tense, um, one, it's really great when you know that this is happening. Okay, because it means you've got words on the page and it means that you have an understanding of where the problems might, might lie in your work. So that in itself is a huge coup. So don't underestimate, you know, how far you've come. If you can look at your work and say, oh, shit, there's something, the, the tense is a bit wobbly here. All right, if you can actually do that, that's, that's self-editing right there. Okay, being able to identify that. And then... I feel that these sorts of things iron themselves out with practice. The more you write, the more you're sort of aware that this might be your tendency and you start to write it out, you know, you start to get it out of your system and you, you start to become a more experienced writer. Like it's writing is very much about experience and we get better as we go along. And so don't underestimate um, your own ability to self-correct and self-edit and rewrite and do all those sorts of things and get better and better and better. The other thing that I want to say in this vein is, you know, having worked in-house as an editor of kids', kids books, um, you know, years ago, that was one of the biggest things, like tense there was, you know, with, with emerging authors, we saw it all the time. The tense was all wonky doodles. <laughs> Didn't mean the person couldn't write, just meant that they needed a bit more practice. And also they needed the skill to be able to see that in their own work and know, and know that it needed um, editing, it needed fine-tuning. Again, it's about you developing your skills as a writer and um, getting on top of tense is, is a very common one. So don't feel that you're alone in this if you have trouble with tense. Um, I've seen some authors over the years go on to be really experienced, terrific, well-published authors and I saw their work early on and it was wonky in terms of tense. I have a, I have a distinct memory about one in, in particular. Isn't that weird? You know, it's come back to me. Um, but, you know, after a while you can, you can really get skilled at this. Um, I was thinking about Truly Tan too. I, um, I played with tense a bit in that. Not so much, not consciously so much, but, you know, if you wanted to ever look at, you know, a piece of kid lit where the tense changes, then have a look at Truly Tan because this, the chapters are told in first person present tense but at the end of each, um, well, they're called episodes. So there's an episode, three chap, about three to four chapters per episode. And at the end of each episode, there's a diary entry from Tan, first person, still in first person, but past tense. So I think that's a really interesting example of how there's no hard and fast rules here. You can move around with tense, but you need to be conscious of what you're doing. You need to understand that you're actually doing it. it there's no, you're not sort of married to one tense, all right? When you, when you write a story, you can use different tenses, but be aware of what you're doing, okay? And be very clear about, about it. So, you know, just be skilled 
okay? But don't don't fear that, oh my God, I've started writing in, you know, past tense and now I'm stuck in it. That's not true at all. So I want to just dispel that sort of a myth that might be out there. Um, but also, yes, as, as, as an author, as an experienced author, you do need to understand what it is that you're doing with tense and understand when you're shifting tense um, so that it's smooth and not jarring and so that it works within the body of the story. We had Katrina Nanestead do a masterclass, uh, our final masterclass in the Duck Pond was this week. It was so fantastic. It was such a great class. She was amazing. And um, one of the things that someone asked a fantastic question uh, because Katrina had a period in her journey where she had an eight-year gap between having her first book published and then uh, getting the next one published. Eight years in the wilderness uh, of getting rejections and rejections and until she broke through again and then, you know, got to where she is today. But um, someone asked, you know, what was it, do you think that, why did you get all those rejections during that eight-year period? And Katrina said, you know, upon reflection, it was really, um, it really boiled down to experience. You know, she had, she was an inexperienced author and she needed to get better. And she did because she kept doing it. <laughs> All right. Um, and this is the thing that I, I'm always saying, aren't I? Just keep doing it. I keep going. You will get better. It's a skill like any anything else, you know. Um, when you first play the violin, you know, your bow goes everywhere, slipping and sliding up and down the fiddle. <laughs> you know, just keeping it on that one spot where that little, you know, the sweet spot where you're supposed to play is difficult at first. But with practice, you get better and then you'll be able to bring in more tunes and do more fiddly bits and more um, ornamentation and all the little things that go along with playing the violin or the fiddle. It's the same with writing, you know. You, you start off, you're a bit wonky, you keep trying, you get better and then you get better and then you get better and then you can start to really experiment and really um, play around with things like tense, you know. Um, and the, in narration and styles of narrations and text types and all the punctuation, all the things that you can play with, all the things that are at your disposal as, a, as an author become second nature. They're, they're part of your toolkit and you become com confident with using all of them, um, not just simply you know, writing a few tentative words on a page or a few wonky words on a page that tend to go all over the place. You just... Uh, ha have to keep at it to get better and so that's really what I want to say about this whole thing with tense if you're a writer if you're pursuing writing then that's that that may be one of the things that you find out that you've got a little bit of an issue with and then you just work on ironing it out again you could go and read some books you know some textbooks about this sort of stuff but personally I'd rather you know eat a whole cucumber um <laughs> then do that but you know you might find some tips and tricks along uh, maybe even on the interwebs that could help you with this um the other thing too i want to say uh i want to dispel the myth too that all authors are really good spellers and really good at grammar hello oh let me put my hand up <laughs> i would not say that i am a terrible speller i'm not a terrible speller but i'm not a confident speller you know, I still can't spell broccoli 
and I can't spell guarantee to save myself. All right. (laughs) So uh, bureaucratic, I struggle on that all the time and so on and so forth. Commission, you know, there are words that always trip me up. And so and I don't worry about it, like whatever. (laughs) Creative writing is not about spelling. It's not a spelling bee. That's a left brain activity. You know, whether you can remember the order of the letters, you know, that's a whole different thing to whether you can actually evoke emotion and tell a story. That's a different skill altogether. So please, if anyone out there is hanging on to this silly old thing that says, I can't be a writer because I'm not a good speller, that's just total twaddle. And it's the same with grammar. I went to school in the 70s um, in a you know, state system where grammar was unfashionable. There was this period in uh, Australian educational you know, system where, where they were throwing grammar out completely right? And they weren't teaching it at all. So there's this massive gap in my education in terms of grammar, which at the time was like, yeehaw, you know, we don't have to worry about grammar. We can just do whatever we like. We don't have to learn any any of that yucky stuff. But of course, later in life, when I went to learn a second language, and then it was like, oh, fuck, it would have been good to have some grammar here. <laughs> to understand grammar all right it's very grammar is very useful when it comes to learning another language but you know in terms of your creative writing you can still write creatively if you fail grammar you can still write creatively and and succeed if you failed year 12 all right there's no there's no rules around any of this um and again this is why we rewrite and this is why we have people read our manuscripts and we have manuscript assessments and uh, we get feedback from critique groups and so that we can fine-tune that sort of stuff. But never go in there, you know, thinking that we're the queen of grammar or the queen of tense or the queen of spelling or any of those sorts of things. That's, that's not what's on the agenda when you're writing creatively it's a different it's a different beast okay so rest assured that all these things can be ironed out and that practiced uh, really does make perfect when it comes to something like creative writing all right I'm going to go off now and uh, write my sales email with the course details in it if you are interested in doing a, a um, it's an intensive sort of course it only goes for two weeks um, if you want to do a course about rewriting and copy editing and structural editing and all those sorts of things and everything in between then you might be interested in doing this course it's just um two mondays in a row uh monday the 4th of december is the first lot of modules get delivered and then monday the 11th of december the second lot of modules get delivered and there is a live coaching call with me during that time and pop-up facebook where you can also contact me and talk to others in the course I've only run this course once before it was this year and it was uh, super super successful people absolutely loved it so I was pretty chuffed about that um, because all writing is rewriting isn't it so you know if you're keen then um, hop on my mailing list if you're not already and you'll get all the details I'm also taking 25% off for Christmas so because I thought also that it's such a nice thing to have in your back pocket something like this because you don't have to attend live. You can just um, get the course materials and have them there 
to help you if you're going to do some creative writing over the Christmas break. Um, uh, you'll, you will find the material in this course really, really helpful if that's what you're going to do. All right, I'm going to go now and uh, do that sales email. All right, I'll see you later. Bye for now. Thanks for hanging out with me today. If you want more ducky goodness, pop over to the website www.girlandduck.com or you can find me on Instagram at Jen E. Storer. J-E-N-E-S-T-O-R-E-R. Bye for now.